am Jan Scruggs, the president and founder of the National Vietnam Veterans Memorial, that big wall on the mall engraved with the names of our fallen heroes. And we have a hero with us tonight, Judge Munley. He's a judge in Pennsylvania, well-respected as a legal theorist and jurist. And uh, he, he gets everything from contract disputes to bank robbers and <laughs> <laughs> tries to do, do, do it right, do everything right, and, and to give people a break when he can. But the important thing that you need to know is that you're about to hear this living legend, Judge Thomas Munley, speak. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Jan. Thank you. Jan, uh, I graduated from college in 1968, and I, and I became, a, I was a school teacher for one year, and I, I, was, I, I wasn't happy being a school teacher. I wanted to, uh, I, you know, the Vietnam War was raging, it was the late 60s, and uh, I volunteered for the draft, never thinking that when I volunteered for the draft, I would, I would go to of Vietnam. I figured I'd go to France or someplace like that or England. But sure. here I, yeah, I never thought I'd end up in Vietnam. But after 18 weeks, nine weeks of basic training, nine weeks of advanced infantry training, there I was, 11 Bravo in the infantry, shipped right out to Vietnam to the Americal Division, stayed there for 11 months and five days in the infantry. Yeah. And what kind of weapon did you carry? That's a, another great question. I carried an M16 for the first five months I was in Vietnam. Then I switched over to an M79 grenade launcher because ah. that's what they wanted me to carry. Yeah, I carried an M79 grenade launcher for a few months till about eight months. I got out of the. I got out of. The, we call it the bush. I got out of the bush about eight months and five days after I was in in the bush. But then they sent me back to a, uh, they call it an LZ, a, li a landing zone for helicopters. And I stayed there for three months, pulling guard and stuff like that, carrying my, then I went back to the M16 rifle. Who do these people think they are sending you over there and <laughs> you carry this rifle? <laughs> Jan, I couldn't figure it out. I, I, I never figured it out. And I, and I, and I wasn't a hunter. I wasn't a, I, I I never really fired a weapon before I was drafted, but once I got in that infantry, I learned fast because I figured I they're going to send me to Vietnam, and I want I want to stay alive and I want to keep my soldiers alive. That's what we fought for. Yeah, and I guess from time to time you have a, a Vietnam veteran, and and some of the veterans of the the current wars you know, come before you with crimes, petty crimes, big crimes. So uh, what can you say about that? Uh, the types of people, veterans uh, who, who get in front of you, what went wrong in their life to well, lead them to a life of crime? Right. Well, Jan, as a judge, that's a great question. As a judge, I'm proud to say that in the state of Pennsylvania, which has 11,500,000 people, I was one of the first people in the whole state as a judge to start a veterans court because I I was I was actually it was I it was bothering me to see a lot of these veterans who I knew had post-traumatic stress disorder and they were getting sentenced to jail and stuff and I said we have to do something to help these veterans 
And what I did was start Veterans Court in, in, in Northeast Pennsylvania, Lackawanna County. And uh, we helped so many veterans. Now, if, there, if it's a violent crime, Jan, I, I couldn't help them. But a nonviolent crime like theft or something like that, rather than put them in jail, I would uh, get put them in, I signed another judge to Veterans Court. And uh, that's what that's what we did. And we helped thousands and thousands of veterans. And I do it every night on a TV show, Jan, which you were on one time. I yeah. do it every night on a TV show. The last 50 years of my life, I'm 75 years old. The last 50 years of my life, I don't golf. I don't play tennis. I don't do anything but try to help vets. That's it. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. And, you know, this whole that idea of a veterans court has worked in other places, too. And it's very interesting and important to know that you were at the the cusp of, of starting that. It's really important for under people to understand that as a better way to understand you as well. You're right. You're, you're right. You know, I, I still look at you and I think of uh, the man who started the Vietnam Wall, like th that's internationally known. I've been there several, several, I've been there so many times already. I think of you all the time. And, you know, I just have to say this, on this podcast, one of my greatest experiences in life was having to get, to, having to meet you and getting to know you as a friend, uh, a Vietnam veteran. I used to watch on television when we were trying to get the wall started, and uh, and I said, "This this gentleman's trying to do something that's almost impossible to do," but you did it. So what I did in veterans court was a small thing compared to what you did, but we all pitched in to help the veterans. Yeah, yeah, they need a lot of break. I think it's probably your opinion that a lot of these, uh, a lot of people do not come out of jail better than when they went into jail. You know, they do not, you know what? You're right about that. It's uh, the, 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 the most of the people that go into jail, 60 some percent of them commit crimes again. Yeah. At least that's the percentage I remember. Mm -hmm. like, and I just can't, I have a hard time dealing with it. But my focus is on helping veterans. And I just want to tell you this one story. I walked out of the courthouse one day and uh, uh, the, this veteran, I didn't know who he was. This guy he was in his like 30s or something came over and he said, oh, you're Judge Munley. I see you on television every night talking about veterans. I said, yeah. I said, uh, are you a veteran? He said, yes, I am. I was in um, Afghanistan. I said, oh, thank you for your service. I said, uh, what are you doing now? He said, I'm living under a bridge. I said, what? He said, I'm living under a bridge in Scranton. He said, the Mulberry Street Bridge, I live under there. I said, what are you doing, a veteran living underneath? He said, I can't get a home. I have post-traumatic stress disorder. I can't get a home. I can't keep a job. Nobody will help me. Jan, I made it my mission to get that gentleman a home, not at least for two years, yeah. a home for two years, and, and to try to help him get a job. I don't know what happened to him after that, but uh, it made me sick to think of a veteran in our country was living under a bridge. And there's a lot of them in this country that's still doing that. Yeah. Yeah. In, in every major city, there are these encampments. You know, I, I live, I do a little work in Washington, D.C which is where I was born, by the way. Right. But uh, I go to the wall to help veteran, or help uh, visitors. And and, and uh, I see these camps of, you know, 20, 30 tents all over the place, up and down K Street, the main thoroughfare. It's a camping experience. So it's it's sad. But, you know, a lot of times a person 
when he get he or she gets out of the military, they just need some initial help. And uh, the lucky ones have a nice family environment that they can go back to, maybe a father and mother that's still working, you know, a house they can live in. But uh, somebody like the guy you're talking about probably didn't ended up in the military because he had a dysfunctional family. That's one right. One Good point. Good point. And that's probably what happened. And, you know, I know you, you got, I, when I was in Vietnam, Jan, luckily I never, I, I never got, uh, I never got the purple heart. I was never injured in Vietnam. How I don't know, because I came close to dying. I can picture, I can tell at least four, maybe five times that the guy next to me got killed and I didn't. And, 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 I, and I wonder about that, how, how things like that happen, but it happens. Uh, I always think maybe I had a guardian angel or something watching me, but but um, if I could just tell you this one story, it's the weirdest thing, if you don't mind me saying it. When I was a new guy in Vietnam, I was there about two weeks, and it was monsoon season, and um, my lieutenant said, I, I put my rucksack under a tree. I wanted to stay a little dry. You know how it rains in Vietnam during monsoon season. And and, and the lieutenant said to me, Munley, get out of there. The, the, Willie's going home in two weeks. Let him get under that tree. So I moved about 30 yards away from him, and boom, uh, a mortar landed right on him, yeah. right on him, killed him. And the guy next to me, the, the shrapnel hit him, and nothing touched me. That's only that's only one instance, you know. There's so many, but you understand. I don't have to go into every one of them. You know what it's like. You were wounded. You were wounded. So, yeah, yeah. I was trying to give somebody the purple heart, but they gave me the purple heart. So. That's right. Well, you deserve it. You deserve it, Chan. You deserve yeah. every bit of it. But to me, you're a hero. Everybody knows who you are. When I tell people that I that I met you and we're good friends. And one guy said to me, yeah, right. You know, Jan Scruggs. I said, I certainly do. And we're friends. Yeah. And so I'm proud of that. So where do you see yourself over the next five years? You're going to continue to be a judge or an advocate for Vietnam veterans or take up golf? That's a, <laughs> that's a great question. I'm not going to take up golf, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm 75 years old now. I only could stay a judge for three more years. Then I have to retire at 78. So what I'm going to do, I'm not going to ever take up golf. I'm not going to play tennis. I'm not going to do anything except spend all my time helping veterans. I, I, I'm going to do that. I'll travel all over the country. I'll do anything I can to help a veteran. If I have to go to California to help one veteran, I'll do it. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the good Lord is going to find a uh, way to use you and your talent and passion for military veterans oh thank you your guardian angel will keep you safe <laughs> i always thought i a guardian angel because i almost uh I killed several times in vietnam and, right and then uh, a few years ago i was in a coma i remember i remember i remember when that happens <laughs> yes i do but now i'm good <laughs> yeah they look great by the way That's they look right. great yeah older and wiser Okay, well, we'll finish this, the discussion we had about how so many veterans ended up in the military because they have a dysfunctional family, and, and uh, when they come out, they don't have anyone to, to lead, live with. They don't have a house, you know, their family. Or... Well, we're going to help them. You, you're helping yeah. them every day. I know what you're doing. You Just yeah. by having that wall that you 
creator. You're helping them every day. And I'm going to, in one tenth, what one fiftieth of what you did, but I'm going to keep helping them. All right. Well, keep up the good work, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing you in the near future. Ah, uh, Jan, thanks so much. You're the best. Adios.